everybody, this is Bevel. Just a heads up, later on I use a quote and I say that it's from Eckhart Tolle. Actually, it's from Meister Eckhart, so sorry about that. Um, look up either of these fellows and you'll find some good stuff. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Flighty Thoughts, meaningful conversations over a flight of beer. I'm excited today. We have my friend Billy on with us. Billy, the bad boy, Henson, is your name. Like, people know you as a bad boy, right? Used to. Then Used I got to. married. You got straightened out, right? That's right. No. <laughs> Big bad Bill of Sweet William now. Jane would not like hearing that, right? <laughs> She's heard it plenty of times. Yes. She's kind of like eye roll. I've heard this too much. Welcome to Flatty Thoughts, as Bevel was saying. I'm your co-host, David. David. I forgot to tell you this on the truck ride over. David keeps me on point, because if not, I would veer into tangent upon tangent. (laughs) And we're here with our guest, Billy. Yes. And our co-host, Bevel. Your other co-host, David. Where are we today, Bevel? We're at Fassler Hall, which I've been here many times before. We got to uh, record here with the Happy Hippie Jesus show. That was was a crossover episode. There was a lot of editing on Bill's part, because I made junior high jokes. There was a lot of editing on that, so but we were very thankful to have an ch- opportunity to do that with them, and that that show actually released in May, May tenth. So check the show notes, see if you can find that, and listen to that one as well. It compliments Fastler Hall, great place. The beer here is always on point. And I have to say, you can check our Instagram, Flighty Thoughts Podcast, and you see the big beers that they serve here. Lots of German beer, German sausage, German love coming from Fastler Hall. It's good stuff. I got a Trapel, and that's all I need. David was like, "Do you want another beer?" I'm like, "No, I don't need another beer." That is a high alcohol beer. <laughs> so yes, one it, it's it's like the most efficient beer because one of them will take you further than two or three of the other like local stuff. Yeah, I got to be in the mood. So on the car ride over, we were talking about what type of beers we like eat, drinking and how we're introduced to beer and stuff of like that. And I love that we have a clear spread. I wish that Fassler Hall did flights. Billy and I were talking about that. That places don't do flights as much as they used to. And I think so, it's a pretentious thing. You think not, so? To not do flights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we only serve quality. Like, you've got to drink this much. You, uh, you can't You can't get the flavor and the bouquet of the beer with this. Listen, is true. We but... bought special glasses just to have 8 ounces, 12 ounces, and yeah. in their case, a whole pint here. Or a liter. I mean, or look a liter. at the size yeah, of that. Yeah, a liter. Like a liter of beer, and it's good. And But that's okay. Like, this isn't designed like a typical brewery. So right. they, they bring in a lot of different beers and a lot of local beers. But so all that to say. I like dark beer. We know this. We've established you're IPA man, and yep. I'm opening up to IPA. Billy likes blondes, okay, and fruit fruity beer. So that's okay. awesome. Like we've got the full spectrum here. I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, what's your favorite beer right now, Billy? Right now. <laughs> well, if I'm going for quantity or quality, it's the one that I'm <laughs> drinking. My yeah. favorite beer is the one that I'm this drinking. This little fella's got some banana in him, and I didn't think that would be good in a beer. But that must be the spatten. No, it's the Frankenzyver Hefeweizen. I'm glad you can yeah, pronounce that. Yeah, what he that. said. We find out every time we do this that I cannot pronounce foreign-named beers. <laughs> <laughs> the Hefeweizen is built on being an unfiltered beer that has notes of banana and cream. And I'm going to call it manna from heaven. <laughs> it's that good. Yeah, it's good. It's one of my favorites. That's awesome. Sorry, I jumped over what you no, were saying. No, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, we should I almost pronounce today either, but it's got banana in it. This might come out much later, but we should give an update. Rebel Kettle used to be our home base. There's a new brewery opening up there. Rebel Sixth Kettle Street. Nomas. Really? Yeah, East. These are the same people. They just changed the name. Yes. Oh, did they? I think so. 
Okay. Apparently, we have to do some research. Why did they change their name then? I think they're just upgrading with the world. Rebel Kettle, Six Street Brewery. It's not cool to be rebellious right now. I don't know. <clears throat> don't want to be associated with certain that goes people. Like that. Man, Billy, we want you to talk. So we're going to talk about some so, stuff. So, so Billy, we're we're going to bring you in on this. This is so the, this is meaningful conversation over flight of beers or lots of beers. So we're hoping to have some meaningful conversation with you. And I think some of the questions we're going to ask are, you know, what brings you joy, what brings you happiness? And just talking to you before we started recording, like, I, I have to tell you, like, I love how, like, just affable and, like, I, I was thinking of this, I'm like, man, he's, like, a kind person. He's just this guy, kind, gentle thing. And I, I don't know if that's true or not because we just met, but, like, I like what you're putting off. So it's well, good stuff. You. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm, uh, I was a late bloomer. I didn't get married until I was 38. So uh, my wife was the one that calmed the one down. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Bevel she, said you were a bad boy. What? What is a story? I'd like to hear a story from your bad. Boy-ness. One story from high school one that story. shows that you're the bad boy in Desert. Well, it wasn't from high school, but uh, I did have summer of the nudity. You had what? I, summer of the nudity. Summer of the nudity. That means... Uh, Tell me more about summer I of the nudity. I might be, you might look up and Bill rides by on a four-wheeler naked. <laughs> or be at the sandbar, everybody's boat's going on, and here comes a all-headed fat guy, inner tube and naked. So that's that's after high school. <laughs> that was after high school. Like I said, I didn't get married until I was 38, so I sewed a lot of my oats. People would be floating down the river and be surprised that a water weasel would come their way. <laughs> yeah, that's right, I had my rudder out going. <laughs> One of the things that stuck out about Billy, the first time we hung out, like, for a long time, we went over to swim in y'all's pool, and, uh... Was he, he was he naked? No, 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 okay. he was clothed. Remember, he got married, so got Jane married, is helped out kids. with this. I got to calm Praise down a little God. bit. <laughs> Saint Jane of Desark. But Billy kept saying, like, this phrase, water weasel, in these stories, and I was just like, I like that. I, like, I remember getting in the car and telling Missy, like... I like that phrase, water willy, or, or yeah, water, water weasel. weasel, and Billy. He's just great. <laughs> it's a little vocabulary for you out there, That's just right. in case. <laughs> so tell me more about some stories that, that made you the bad boy. Again, I, I wouldn't say it's bad boy. I would just say I wasn't scared. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed my youth. I enjoyed being single. Mm-hmm. I did all the things most people that get married real young wish they could do. Now that I'm married, I have no regrets. I don't worry about, man, I wish I'd have got to do this and put my family in an odd situation. I just, I had fun. Nice. And okay. now that I'm married, I'm focused directly on them. So your wife, her, her name is Jane. Yes. What is her disposition? Was she the bad girl? or No, she <laughs> was the little sweet one. She, uh, I got very fortunate with her. She, she's a good girl. Uh I think when my friends tell her stories of things I did when I was younger, kind of messes her up a little bit, but I think that's what she likes about me. This is why I advocate I was for my a own very person. long dating period yeah, and yeah. equally long engagement. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think you're like, she's hearing these stories, thank God, you're already married to me, like yeah. can't go back. She's done pulled the trigger now, <laughs> you know, going back. You're in it and you're learning yeah, more of what you right. got yourself into. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, one of the things, uh, you know, David, jokingly, I love sharing behind the scenes type stuff. So David was like, well, how much did you prep? Uh, did How much did Bevel prep you for this, Billy? And Billy's like, uh, like that much, like half an inch worth. <laughs> and uh, and I told Billy, I was like, you know, whatever you want to talk about is fine. But Bill and I, 
have connected a lot with music. And I think you and I are in that same vein. I was telling them something about our, our Ghost River episode. We were talking yeah. about how meaningful music was to me. But it's amazing to talk about what music does for you and how it brings you to a place uh, in your life where you listen to it. And uh, even years later, like you just remember where you were, how you felt, what's going on, some of that. So I, I'm not going to put words in Billy's mouth, but I know at least music will be a main topic of what yes. we talk about today. So no, I'm excited about that. And I, and I think you really hit on something there is the, the how the music brings you back. It's almost like a the smell. Smell brings you back too to some places like that. Like mm-hmm. I can instantly be transported to elementary school based on certain smells. And I think music is that too. And there's songs that were shitty songs, but they were instrumental in the in the moment in the time in which they were. And they connect me to a feeling or or to a memory or to yeah. a something. And yeah, it's important. Well, I think everybody, whether they realize it or not, has their own soundtrack to their life. As you said brings you back you might not know it but you could be riding in the car and hear that song that you might have heard before your best ball game when you were in school or before you got the nerve out that asked the girl out right uh, everybody's got that soundtrack you, you just might not realize it mm-hmm. but if you'll think when you hear these songs and it brings that smile to your face it brings that oh that was good times so what's one of those songs for you uh, I know when I was young, in my early 20s, I had a couple friends pass away. Mm. And um, one of the songs that they played at one of the guys' funerals was Brickyard Road by Johnny Van Zandt. Right. Well, it didn't, I thought it was neat at the time, but afterwards, years later, you'll hear the song come on. And the words to the song kind of hit with his life and our relationship. Mm-hmm. had another one passed away in Life by the Drop by uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. It, it just, you hear it and you go back to our childhood when we were running around having fun. So is it sad? Yeah, it's sad. But it brings a smile to your face. It's got to. Right. So those are two uh, that just, anytime I hear them, I get, if I'm driving, I'm by myself. Yeah, it's a sad moment, but it puts one big smile on my face because I was fortunate enough to get to be with these people. Hmm. I like that. What about you, Babs? Every well, I'd say within the context of Missy and I, um, the song by the Police. Every little th- thing she does is magic. When we, I think, before we started dating, or maybe just you look for every excuse to hang out with that person. I would put that on and drive to her house and just be so excited, like just loving being with her and stuff. So I don't listen to the Police as much. I still do, but from time to time, but. When I hear that song, I can't not think of just that time of being so excited to go and hang out with her and do whatever we're going to do. Like one night, she's going to hate that I share this. One <laughs> night, like you just get kind of like punch drunk in some ways because you're staying up really late. Just like, again, like every like opportunity to hang out. <laughs> I came up with this dumb game, which it's a miracle she's married to me and yep. that she's still married. Like she puts up with a lot. And I'm sure, you know, the same. You said that before too, Billy of Jay. Like... Ooh, she's a saint for sure. But like I came with this dumb game called like AK-47 where like you put an animal cracker in your mouth and like see who could keep it in the longest before it dissolves. And like if you give up, it's like, I don't know, it's stupid. It's like, what's the reward there? It's just stupidity. Like I just want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with you and put animal crackers in my mouth. Like how dumb is that? But 
was exciting, I guess. <laughs> no, I bet she really wanted to kiss him after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. It's well, kind of chalky tasting. <laughs> I will tell you, as a side note, those frosted animal cookies, that's like crack. Oh, I've never tried those. Yeah. I mean, I've had them once, but I've never been like, ew. So, do you and your wife, wives, have a song that y'all consider to be y'all's song? Hmm. That comes on and you have to to do it. So, I'll tell you why you think about this. Like, I had one for my wife and I, and it was Death Cab for Cuties. Like, I will follow you into the dark. Because I thought this was like this display of, of just true love. Like, if anything happens to you, I'm, I'm going to follow you in there. I, I'm with you. If, when you die, I'm coming behind you. When you're going into that cave in that darkness, I'm coming behind you. We were together. Yeah. My wife was not sharing in that. She's like, <laughs> no. But but she didn't tell me like in the moment. So for like 10 years of our marriage, I thought this was our song. And then we changed it more recently to a Ben Harper song. It's forever. Mm. Which is a lot smoother and it's nicer. And I guess if you're going to slow dance to something, then that would be a better song to slow dance. But don't tell her this. But I'm going to keep both of them as, as my favorite songs mm. for, our, for our marriage. I think so we danced to the song At Last from Etta James. That's a good song. Uh, it's classy. But, like, I wouldn't say that we have, like, a, oh, that's our song thing. Right. Um, I guess what I would share is I wrote a song um, about Missy and I and how we interact. And it's got some weird lyrics in it. I mean, basically to show how weird it is. Can you record that for me so I can put it in the show notes? <sighs> I mean, Please. it's going to be a blooper reel. It's Yes. It's, it's like, so I'm writing a song right now about the beach. Yeah. And I asked Missy, I'm like, do the lyrics sound corny? And she's like, no, they're just highly specific to us. It's not, it's not like, and, and I told Billy in the car right over here, like the reason why I write music is I like, I don't think I'm going to be famous or anything like that. I just want to enjoy it for myself and share it with the few friends and family that get to listen to it. This sounds like a, a season two giveaway is a, a, a recording thumb drive of Bevel's, especially with the cars and the, Things like that. I think. Uh, I think we should. We should do this. Yikes! What if you I know? got myself in our one hundredth subscriber on <laughs> on Instagram or the hundredth uh, review on Apple Podcasts? We'll get a, a complimentary copy of Bevel's Originals. I'm, I'm on song number ten there of we writing. Go. Yeah. So you just need one more, and you got a full album. Yeah. Missy hates. That there's one song that that even that I mentioned this. There's one song that. We'll never see the light of day. Or he'll have to come live with us, so I've heard Yeah, him. we're going to be shacking it up. That'll be the special track that's not actually mentioned on there. You just the have bonus. to listen to the last one for 10 minutes just before the, it kicks The mysterious in. track, you know. Yeah. What about you, Billy? Do you and Jane have a song? Well, it's funny you said that and James. We got married in Jamaica. Mm. And uh, our reception, that was what was played for our first dance. And, you know... You don't hear a lot of Eddie James on the radio, but time to time you'll be somewhere and it'll be playing in the background. We'll just look at each other and, yeah. each other and smile. And it, it, it's awesome because it, again, music took, took me back. Yeah. Took us back to that beach 11 years ago and it was awesome. That's cool. Well, Billy, I would love to talk guitar just because, like, when, when you and I first hung out, like, I went to Billy. Billy has a. So your house was pre-marriage yes. and it's changed a lot thankfully except for the game room yeah except for the game room so the game room is like the ultimate the last man vestiges of man yeah he's winners. got yeah. like guitars in there he's got a pool table in there all kind of fun paraphernalia i think don't you collect like the budweiser uh steins um, or whatever got budweiser started in 1980 with a christmas stein and i have every one of them up to date except for 81 i haven't found him at a price i was willing to pay yet yeah but got those in there got a whole wall of cd's as i said music is how i connect everything yeah 
And so, yeah, we, you rolled in there. First thing you did is grab a guitar off the wall, may I, and shoot, yeah, roll for it. And yeah, he yeah. started playing some of his originals. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Billy, like, you, you call yourself, I guess, like a campfire, like, guitarist or whatever. But Lily is learning, your daughter has learned how to play. Yes. Uh, honestly, the very first song I played in front of a group of people was Stand By Me. And uh, that was actually at church. And I just recently bought my daughter a Martin L1. And uh, I guess it was kind of me being shady because I thought, well, <laughs> if she don't like it, I've got two Martins now. <laughs> but uh, she's 10 years old. She's took it up. And before I left the house this morning, she was actually playing and singing the first verse of Stand By Me. So that just, that will always, that song is going to be awesome to me from now till the end of the world because that was my first one and she's already actually singing with it and i just i'm blessed yeah. i hope she continues this i've told her that if you learn this and i don't have to be perfect at it but you learn it you've got days and days and days of just joy mm. bringing it to people yeah. yeah whether you're sitting around a campfire or in your room with two of your friends or at somebody's wedding someday singing and playing for them you will bring joy to people, mm. and doesn't you don't have to be the best. Yeah, but you'll... I love the thought of that—the bringing joy to people, right? So there's two there's two action items there, right? There's how do you find joy within yourself, and then you can actually take that joy and send it out to other people. And there's music is a great way to do that yes. too. Poetry is a great way to do that. It's something else that you offer, and they that. are hand in hand. Yeah, they really are, right? But there are other things that, that kind of help us do that to, to spread joy. And you you find it, you bring it in, and, and there. And, and I think that's important that we pursue those things that, that give us joy so that we can spread joy. Because if we just bottle it up inside, what is that? It's, it's not... Keep it to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's something we have to send out. I don't know. But I will say this. You said it was kind of sketchy. I would say sketchy to get to martin's i think it would be more strategic just in case there you That's go a better word right he's yeah. thinking ahead yeah yes, I'm, I'm thinking for the future <laughs> it's like a runners out there you know and runners will relate to this if you buy if you find a pair of running shoes that you like that work you never know if the company's going to keep doing them. So you buy like four or five pairs. You just don't buy them bad boys. In case, right? And that's what we're doing here. It, it, it crosses different genres, just like music. No, for sure. <laughs> so, like, with Lily playing, has that pushed you to practice your guitar more some? Or? It actually has. Uh, that and the fact that you play. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we get over all this pandemic stuff and everybody feels comfortable being around everybody, I, I hope me and you on a regular basis can get yeah. together because I found out that's one of the few ways to get better is to be with somebody else playing. Yeah. It pushes you. It puts you out there. It, it makes you learn, okay, he's got this song down. If I want to do this with him, I've got to work that much harder. Mm. And, and that's what I've told my daughter. I said, I want you to start teaching me stuff you've learned. Yeah. And uh, and that way both of us can make that next step. Both of us can get that much better. Yeah. You that made me think of so shout out to my brother-in-law Jeremy. So we uh, we got together with some family a while back and played and uh, he's just so good. So he plays banjo a lot and guitar. Nice. And he practices daily, I think. So he is way ahead of anything I am. And like even knowing certain chords to play, like there's one song, I think it was like, 
a G7 or something, which I've learned it now, but there's other stuff. There's so much to learn with guitar music, just chords and progressions and theory and just, you know, Billy and I are on the way over here talking about how um, there's a show out right now that actually talks about, you know, making one part of the song sound like higher or lower or doing different things. And I, I was even telling Billy, like with myself, I've forgotten, but come back to this expression for myself to help me realize, like, it's not about being perfect in writing music. It's just about doing it and getting better. And the more muscle memory you have, you do. Expression is like, it's okay to write shitty music. Of course. Like, <laughs> like course. So, so I think a lot of times I feel like, oh, I've got to make the rhythm sound great or I have, a, I have to show how many chords I know, right? And instead, it's like right now, I'm trying this song about the beach. I'm trying to write with five chords total, and that's it, and that's okay. And so, you've just described every song that was popular when the Beatles came out a oh, five yeah. chord song, and that's kind of how yeah. it was. And you see that what, what they did too. Yeah. I saw a thing on YouTube the other day that had some comedians, and they did music. They were asking each other in front of the crowd why they've never had a, a hit song. Mm. Well, the keyboardist said, because we've never wrote a three chord song right <laughs> he said all the best songs are written in three chords yeah. power other, chords come yeah. on nirvana yeah, Wait, exactly that, that shit ruled it it was just power <laughs> chords like three or four chords the, the other two you looked at him said you're crazy and they went through a list of about or the uh, keyboard guy went through a list of about 15 songs just going boom 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 yeah. one right after the other from one genre to the next and then at the end of it he just looks at him <laughs> and said, I guess we just need to go back to three chords then. Yeah. It's all in how, what you're saying. So yeah. from, from Bette Midler to Blues Traveler, it's all about the three chords three to get chord. popular. But then you have these singer-songwriters, right? And so they don't take this mainstream track to popularity, but some of their stuff is just, that's the kind of songs that, that you think about in 10 years or that you think, you know, that you're like, whoa, the complexity of that, the levels that it brings to it or something else. And you, and you see that with music. You see that with, with poetry. You see that with, with scripture. It's all those different things. And I think when we, we come to it in different places where we are, we see different portions of that too, definitely with the songs. Yeah. <laughs> I love messing with you, David. I, t- I told Billy on the way over here how, like, you, a- at least in my mind, ask intimidating questions. Well, I'm, trying, I love to, it I'm trying to do better with that. No, no, you're good. No, yeah. I want the intimidation. Dude. If anything, it's a reflection on me, not ready to really reflect on tough conversations. <laughs> See, it's, just, it's just stuff I want to know about, right? Like, I, yeah. we are all about meaningful conversations, and meaningful conversations sometimes start with uncomfortable questions. Yeah. Right. And that's how you kind of figure out who you are, because what I've learned about myself is that I have to verbally process. And it, when it comes to when I'm, my sermon writing or anything like that, I have to get the, the crappy stuff out first, yeah. whether that's a crappy song or a crappy paragraph or something before I can really reflect on what that is. Yeah. And so what crap do you have to get out before you can be yourself, Bevel? I think it's this coming. This question's coming next to you, Billy. So yeah. Watch so, out. um, are y'all familiar with Wilco's um, Heavy Metal Drummer? That song? So it's a very catchy song. It's a great song. What album is it on? Yeah, I can't remember. But uh, Jeff Tweedy said about it that he was inspired to write that because he used to go to this thing called Battle of Bands, I think in St. Louis. And like it was like he was there as a part of it and listening to other people play their music. And uh, 
it was almost like he was too pretentious about it maybe and thinking like, oh, you know, like I could write something better or whatever. <clears throat> and then like he wrote that song because he, he realized like it's not about how good you are and like that. It, it's about enjoying the music for what it what it is. And I'm paraphrasing significantly here. And so like heavy metal drummer, it's a fun song to listen to. There's only one difficult chord maybe to play in it. Otherwise, like anybody could can sing with it. And so for me, it, my wife will love hearing this. I have to get my own pretensions out of the way. I have to get my own ideas of grandeur out of the way and just write a song. Like the thing I love about music too, and th- this is why I like Jeff Tweedy so much among other artists. Um, it's this understanding that you want to write music and realize that it evolves, that it changes, that when you play it again, and it's just like listen to music. Like you might even be in a different place, hear the exact same song, and while you're reminded of things back in your past, like you experience something new and different, maybe like new experiences, you know? Like somebody, were you and I talking about this, but our Ghost River episode, I was telling somebody recently, Mrs. is going to laugh, she's like, you were telling me that. There was... There was a, a Monsters of Men song in yeah, the background, you and, I were talking and about it that. just fit perfectly, I guess, or at least the vibe, I guess, in the conversation. And so that's a new experience I have with that song and that band in particular. And so it, it's the same way with writing music. It's okay to write a bad song or a song that's not good. Like me still on a song I'm writing about the beach, like these lyrics might be perfect. They might be silly. They might whatever, but... It's okay. There's still time to change it. Like it could be what I, what it what it could be. I'm getting chills here because the, what you're talking about has tenants in who we are as people, right? We try to cling on to something so much, but and this brings in the yoga that I have, right? So when you do yoga and you do it and you and the practice is over and you do your final posture, shavasana, which is corpse pose, because you die in that moment mm. and then you are reborn again and you recognize that what happened in the past is in the past. And who you were in the past is in the past. Mm. And so you, you leave it there. You're like, yep, that's it. That's good. Let's go. Let's keep moving on. And you approach it in a different way. And so when we look at music that way, we have that memory of the past, that shadow of the past that brings us to it. But then we approach it in a different direction because we are not who we were a day ago, 10 mm. minutes ago, before this con- before I had my schnitzel sandwich, right? Yeah. Like I didn't know about Gouda sauce. <laughs> and how that changed my world. And so now we, we, we kind of come in a different way to that. And that's that's how we approach a lot of different things. But we're afraid to do that, right? Because it's kind of scary. Yeah. Right? I, so I'm thinking about two different things, you know. Like I'm thinking about how like me sharing stories of when I first met you, Billy. And then also like so right now we're going through a Bible study with in Mark. And one of the things is we're going to be studying how Jesus went to his hometown. And they they were – it was almost like they saw him as like because of your – questionable origins like is joseph your father <laughs> and that you're from this hometown it's almost like where you're from ge- geographically and your home origins determine how much you can achieve or what you're capable of and so they didn't accept what jesus who jesus was trying to be or who he actually was and they were like there's no way you could be this great prophet great teacher whatever and so it's the same thing like not just with music but in our lives one of the things, honestly, I'm not like friends with a lot of people from high school. I know that's different. Like you probably are, yes. and that's fine. But I- I'm sure you can relate with 
you have some people either they want to completely relive high school or they only lock you in as you're the way you were as you in high school. And so the thing that I love is, you know, I'm, you know, I only hear stories about Billy the bad boy. It's, you know, <laughs> I, find, I find it funny. Like you say, Billy the bad boy. Like yeah, you yeah. say, I like dark beers. I like dark beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are dark beers bad? You want to emphasize things by it. talking deeper. <laughs> no, so, so, but I get to see tender sides of you in terms of how you are a parent to Lily or how you are with Jane, some of that. And so I think for all of us, it's recognizing that life changes, our experiences even change, and we can't always be stuck in the past or what's what what's was or kind of putting things in a box. And I'm not meaning to get this deep, but I'm going to because I just love sharing this, Bring it, baby. this quote when I can. Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle, I'm probably butchering his name. He had this phrase saying, I pray God would quit me of God. And people thought he was a heretic saying, like, you don't believe in God anymore. What he was saying is he wants to experience the living God right here, right now, as God is. And not only hold on to what he's experienced or heard about God. And that, to me, is powerful because it's the same thing. Like, I try to approach, and I'm not always good at it, but I try to approach relationships like that. Like, what new thing can I learn with people that I've either known for years, I feel like I know well. And it's the same thing. Like, people talk about this in marriages. You can be married to someone for years upon years, and you're celebrating 60 years. And I think, I can't remember who this is, but it's kind of like this phrase they say one time, like, I woke up with someone else in the bed. And what they were saying was like this person, I'm learning new sides of them. And while I know them deeply and well, like there's so much more to discover. That's why like for Missy, I love hanging out with new people. She probably hates it because like anxious for her, but I, she'll share stories I've never heard before, or she'll just laugh at things. I'm like, I never thought you'd think that was funny or whatever it be. So. Well, everyone has a past. Yeah. Everybody has stuff they used to do. And ways they used to act. That's what built that person. Yeah. Things they've gone through, as you said, prior dating, prior jobs, prior cities you lived in. All of those is what built who you are today. Mm. And without that, life would be kind of boring. Yeah. So you got to build on everything you've done. Yeah. Whether it's positive or negative, you got to build from it. Make you stronger, make you better. From either a negative thing or positive, you can learn from it. Yeah. And that's a choice too, right? So you yes. can choose to dwell in something or you can choose to look forward. And I, I, I think you're right. Like we completely build on what we are. But it's that, it's that forward thinking, what are we going to do with that, that I think really defines who we are. And I love how you talked about your wife, Missy, and, and how when she's around other people she shows other stuff and and this is something i'm experiencing with with my wife as well i think we get i won't say caught but we we become who we are as husband and wife and then when we get around other things you say well you're laughing at that or well well well, there you go and i love the idea of waking up to someone different every time but i think it's a choice Mm. you choose to focus on those things you choose to notice those things and that is the real hard part but that's also the real important part too to say yeah this is what i choose to do because I, you know i get up every morning and this is what some of my father told me so i get up every morning and i choose to be married and that's what i'm going to do every morning you choose to be married you choose to be married and that's how you do it and the choices that we make for the forward looking is kind of what defines who we are mm-hmm. as we bring that 
that history that comes along with us. Oh, that and you never limit yourself. There you go. Never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but I have just been in a weird mood lately where I wake up in the morning and it's just like I wake up and I'm not excited about much or I just I just something I can sense is off. I think part of it is because of the pandemic we find ourselves in. Um, but I think something within what you y'all are saying has helped me realize, like, even though this is our situation right now, I have more hope waking up tomorrow, I guess, because it's like, I look forward to, you know, like we plan to, to go to the beach in the future. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we meet Wednesday with our, um, committee at church to figure out, are we going to start meeting in person again or whatnot? And I hope that we try something or hope that we do. Um, so anyway, I, Random thought number like 10,004. I don't know. I, I'm ready to put Billy under the gun. Oh, ask, here, here comes the, the intimidating Uh-oh. questions. Oh. It's, it's not that bad. You know, you think. <laughs> William, what brings you joy? What brings you meaning in life? Well, we kind of talked about that on the way over. And the first thing I, I, I came to my mind was music because I, I have a soundtrack to my life. But in saying that, my life where it is now. I, I never thought that I'd have a daughter that I'm just glued to everything she does. I always thought I would be the guy with the son. We would be out hunting, fishing, playing football and all that. Now, I've, I've got a little girl that's both. She likes to go hunting with me. Um, daddy days are just as good as anything. Mm. Uh, I work at night, so during the summer, it's me and her all day long. Do I go to work or be in a side-by-side playing guitars in a boat, fishing, it's, it's a life choice, as you said a while ago, and, and it's a great one. It's built, again, don't limit yourself, it's built me. Yeah. It, it's me back here, as you said, and me today. Mm-hmm. And I'm still Billy. I still have them wild hairs that I probably should not think about because <laughs> I'm 50, and it'd take me a couple of weeks to recoup them. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm a different person. Right. And it's a great thing. It's not a negative. It's a great thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think my family brings me the most joy. I really do. And I, and our listeners can't can't participate in this because they can't see. But the the joy that that is on your face when you say that that's that's a story in and of itself too. Yes, so, yeah. it's good stuff. I think we're ready to wrap it up. I mean, unless there's any closing no, thoughts. I think that sounds pretty good. It's funny. I was telling Ooh. Billy, I'm like, yeah, we just kind of try to be as organic as possible. So, <laughs> There's one thing I wanted to say on the music. Jonathan, you, you claim that you write a lot of shitty songs. <laughs> but do you think Led Zeppelin in the early 70s, when they wrote the song that's got the line in it, I Got a Woman Stay Drunk All the Time, that they never put on a studio album? Mm. Do you think that they thought in 2020 a 16-year-old kid would find that song and jam out to it. Probably not, yeah. So if, if they didn't put it on a studio album, they probably thought it was a shitty song. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you have some artists release their B-sides. And, and how like many that. of them had, had B-side oh, hits? Oh, man. Jerry Garcia's B-sides? Good Lord. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's not a shitty song in my book. <laughs> Continue well, what you're doing because I think it's and awesome. It's, and I think we talked about this, too. It's subjective. So, they're, like, we're, so you would like this conversation. We were talking about beers on the way over. 
And Billy was saying how... Like in all these conversations. You know, so we were talking about how, like, we want to try out Flyway, David and I. Yeah. But they don't know if until four in the afternoon, and usually our schedules don't work. And uh, Billy said, like, the first time you went there, you, you were like, oh, everyone has, like, this pink-tinted beer or whatever. I think it's their blueberry one. They uh, have that here, actually. It's not the blueberry one, but they, they offer it here at Fassler Hall. You can try it right oh, now. Oh, okay, like cool. That. So um, we were talking about how, um, also, this is Tangent City, but how um, much Billy loves um, Lost 40 and that their strawberry there tastes more tart. And so I was saying how, you know, even with beers, it's whoever is creating that beer, it's their interpretation of what the strawberry tastes like. Do they want to emphasize the tartness or more the sweetness or somewhere on that spectrum? I think music's the same. Like, Something would be utterly meaningful to me. I play it for someone. They're like, that's just a crappy song, you know? Or something that I think is a horrible song. Someone would be like, oh, that sounds great, you know? <laughs> so it is interesting to see that a lot of things in our lives, we might think one thing of it and others think others. Isn't that great, though? Because we're not all the same people. And because right. of that, we have yeah. beauty and diversity yeah. and art. And I will say at this point, two things. Well, one... Our uh, intro, outro, and anything in between is played and created by Mr. Jonathan Bevel. And so cheers to him for our <laughs> And our I think it's music. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that album that you were referencing for Wilco was the yeah. Yankee Hotel Fox oh, Trot, yeah. which and is one of their is, better albums, yeah. in my opinion. Do you know the backstory of that one? No. They had that entire thing locked down, and they got to make all the decisions for it. And their record company, they actually came up with a documentary about this. Their record company changed hands, at least, like, I think producer-wise, and he ended up leaving or retiring or something like that. And he said, had he still been there, easily it would have been produced everything, done. Yeah. But because he wasn't there, I guess there were some yahoos in the company, and they did not want to produce it. There was something, like, and that's the weird thing with record labels. I think a lot of that stuff's changed where artists now produce their own stuff, they own it, everything. Um Thank but you, Taylor Swift. People were, yeah, people were wanting to change it or they just didn't like it. They thought it wasn't going to sell well um, because Wilco, for that one particular album, was going for a completely different supersonic landscape uh, behind the music. And the irony of the whole thing is that they end up being able to pull that whole album and still have ownership of it. And down the road, a few months later, maybe almost a, like close to a year later, a sister... Um, company within that overall huge corporation produced it and bought it and and launched it and everything. So it's just like what the heck? And it was their bestseller. It's a it's a good it's one. a great album. Wilco is a is a great band. Check them out. Uncle Tupelo before Wilco. Also good stuff as <laughs> yeah. well. I've seen in there. This is good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Billy, thank you so much for coming. Today. Thank you. Had a great time. Yeah. Is uh, is there anything you like to say before we close it out? No. I Enjoyed these fellas, enjoyed the company and the food here, and uh, had a good time. Thank y'all. How'd you like your beer? I loved it. Yeah? The bratwurst is good here as well as the pork rinds. They give you a lot of pork rinds, though, so share it with everyone. I have to tell you, Fassler Hall, this is the second time I've ever been here, both for podcasts, and I found it to be both very accommodating, the beer to be very diverse, and the people to be really friendly. So check it out. If you get a chance, Fassler Hall, Little Rock. 
Arkansas. Sure. Thank you very much. And uh, do you want to do the the in the outro? I, I've probably forgotten. I feel like we've not met in forever because uh, of this, this pandemic. pandemic. So yeah. we hope that today's conversation has been meaningful to you and somehow, and that you've been able to take bits and pieces of it and uh, bring it into your own life, into who you are. We hope that you build upon this and then take it forward so you make those decisions and those choices in life that bring you joy. And if you have a chance, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share this with your friends. Has anyone left a comment on our webpage, by the way? You said, I thought you said someone did. Uh, well, we've got some good comments on Instagram. Uh, so Insta- follow us on Instagram, Flighty po- Thoughts Podcast. And there's going to be some second season surprises. Second season surprises. They're so surprising. I out. don't even know what they are at this exactly. moment. Exactly. <laughs> so take a look at us and follow us when you can. Write and review us. And we just appreciate everybody. So Flighty, Th- Flighty Thoughts Podcast. Meaningful conversations over a flight of pork rinds. And They're beer. delicious. <laughs> I love messing David up. Oh, like, that's good. We have, did we play that blooper reel for Ghost River where like he kept trying to be like a clap and then get started and I would like make a fart noise or mess <laughs> Because it really all comes down to medical humor. Flighty <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, meaningful conversation over a flight of beer. Cheers. Later y'all.